Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So we get into the Word of God, and remember, the Word of God is true, and we want to believe it, and we want to allow it to transform our lives, and it's particularly important that we believe the truths about things we cannot see. This is where faith enters in. There are many things about the Bible that, that are quite obvious, we can see them, but there are other things that require faith, and one thing that requires faith is what's going to happen after we die. People often ask me how I know what's going to happen, and I say, well, I'm going to trust the only one who's been there and come back, and that's Jesus Christ. That's right. As we know, he died, was dead for three days, and rose again from the dead. No one else has ever done this. And so rather than me just speculate about what things are going to be like after I die, I'm going to trust the one who's been there, experienced it, and come back to tell me. And so we want to look today at some things Jesus said about what happens after death, the judgment day. And we have five surprising truths, five critical truths that a lot of people don't realize. So stick with me here. If you're new, a special welcome to you today. I hope you'll join us because we come here every single day live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, or you can watch later in the day, or you can even just listen on the, on the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Let's jump right into the verses we want to look at today. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, Jesus is speaking here about a coming day. And it would do us well to stop and say, what can we learn about this? And, and I see five truths from these scripture, this, this little section, that I think are worth us remembering and uh, being aware of. Number one, there is a judgment day. There is a judgment day. It's coming. On that day, everything we've ever said, thought, or done will be remembered. And we will give an account for it. Paul said that we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. It's very easy to neglect this, to forget about it. Some people even want to argue with it. They say that after we die, that's all there is. As a matter of fact, that's a common belief, that when we die, we're just eaten by bugs and maggots, and we just decay, and that's it. That's not what the Bible teaches. And that's not what Jesus teaches. He teaches that we have a soul that will live on for eternity and that we will be judged. There is that final test, shall we say, that great final that we all are going to face. There is a judgment day coming. A wise person will live in light of that. It's like I often say to the students, uh, don't just start thinking about your finals during finals week. Prepare all semester long. Be ahead of the game. Be ready. 
a lot's riding on that final test. And if a lot's riding on their test, oh, how much is riding on our test? One day, my friend, every one of us will give an account for the way we've lived our lives. That's the reality. This day, yesterday, last week, tomorrow, if you're, if you're alive, we will run an account. There is a judgment day. Number two, Jesus Christ is the judge. He says here, many will say to me on that day. It's interesting that this is a claim to his deity. This is a claim to him being the final judge without even almost realizing it. He's not saying many will argue to the Father on that day. Many will argue to God the Father, but they will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not do miracles in your name? Did we not do, did we not, uh, perform did we not cast out demons in your name they'll be saying this to jesus why because jesus is the judge it's not going to be a mohammed not going to be buddha it's not going to be some other figure god this jesus said that the father has given all judgment into his into jesus's hands so that all will honor the Father, excuse me, all, all will honor Jesus, just as they honor the Father. Indeed, you go into a court and you say to the judge, your honor, and we ought to be saying to Jesus, your honor. Some people, uh, they, they say they believe in Jesus, some religions say they believe in Jesus, but they don't believe he's going to be the judge, and it's going to be a surprise one day when they stand before him and they realize he was more than just a man. He was more than just a prophet. He, he was the Messiah, the Savior, and God the Father gave him all judgment. My friend, one day you will stand before Jesus Christ, and he'll be your judge, which leads to our third thing. You answer for yourself. Notice these people here, they're arguing. They say, Lord, didn't we do this? They're, they're arguing. Lord, we did this. Lord, we did that. Lord, here's my case. Here's why I should be let in. Here, here's why I want to go to heaven. And they're arguing on their own behalf. They're answering for themselves. Now, I say this because a lot of people believe their priest is going to answer for them or the pope's going to answer for them. Or Peter is going to be there to answer for them. Or they believe that somehow there's going to be someone to defend. Maybe your pastor is going to be there for you. I remind students when I, when I preach the gospel, I'm not going to be the one who determines whether they get into heaven or not. On judgment day, I'm not going to be up there and saying, hey, you know, God, you kind of owe me one. Why don't you let this person in? I don't have that power. I don't have that authority. I don't have that ability. And neither does your pastor, your minister, your priest, your cardinal, your bishop, your rabbi, your imam, or whatever you want to call them. When we stand on the judgment day, we stand before God ourselves. We stand there to be judged ourselves. You also won't have all your buddies there. Sometimes I'm out on campus and you can just see people uh, kind of saying that, yeah, you tell them, you tell them, you know, you, you stand up to that preacher. You, you know, your Bible, you know why he's wrong. You tell them. 
And it's kind of like the, the group is egging them on. On Judgment Day, you're not going to have your buddies standing by you. You're going to be there alone, standing exposed. There won't be power in numbers because you're going to be being judged by Jesus. And you're going to be, and he'll know everything about you, and you will have to answer for yourself. No one else is going to answer for you. Well, kind of. We'll see that here in just a moment. But no one else is going to answer for you. Do you know what you'd say? I often ask people, if you were to die and God were to say to you, why should I let you into heaven, what would you say? Now, that's really an important question because one day you will have to answer for yourself. And even though he might not say to you, hey, why should I let you up into heaven? How you would answer that question now reflects where your hope is, what you're counting on. It, it, it helps you articulate and think, what is my hope of salvation? What would I say to God? What would my argument be? What case would I make? And I think it's an important question. And I ask you today, if you were to stand before God, and God were to say to you, why should I let you into heaven? If you're standing before Jesus Christ, and Jesus says to you, why should I let you into heaven? What might, you, what might be your argument? It's worth thinking about. We'll talk about that here in just a few seconds. Number, number four thing that is a critical truth about the judgment day, many people will be shocked. This to me is really, really scary. Notice what he says. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And then he says here, many will say to me on that day, many will argue, Lord, we did this. Lord, we did that. What do you mean I can't come in? What do you mean depart from me? I thought I did all the right things. I, I, I cast out demons in your name. Lord, I, 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 I did miracles in your name. And you're telling me to depart? You're telling me to get out of here? You're telling me I can't go to heaven? I just can't think of anything that would be more shocking. I can't think of anything that would be more, uh, I mean, of anything in life I would not want to hear. Anything. You, you, I mean, that would be the worst news you could hear. You take all the terrible things you'd ever hear in all of the, ever, ever, put them all together. And I can't think of anything more disappointing, shocking, terrifying than to hear Jesus say to you, depart from me. I never knew you on the judgment day. Many will be shocked. Many will say, oh, I thought I had it all worked out. I thought I, 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 thought I was going to go to heaven. I thought I did what was required. I thought I was all fine. And they will find out they're not. Don't let that happen to you. As we said yesterday, this is important. To know that you have eternal life, God wants us to know that. I really believe God wants us to have the assurance of his love and forgiveness. But don't take a shallow forgiveness. Remember, you stand before God on your own. You can't say, but, but God, someone told me if I did this, I'm going to heaven. The question is, do you know it from God's word? Has the Holy Spirit given you that assurance? Are, are, you, are you counting and trusting in just so, what some man tells you? Or are you trusting and counting on what God tells us in the Bible? 
Do you have strong promises from Scripture? Have you studied the Bible enough to understand what really is God's requirement for salvation? Because again, friend, you answer for yourself and you don't want to be shocked on that day. And finally, what you do now will determine what happens then. Now that'll be obvious, but some people think they have no say in it. Some people think, you know, some religions believe that it's all determined ahead of time. I've, I've got no say in this. I can't affect it. If, if God wants me there, I'll go. If he doesn't, I'm not. And what you do now has an effect. Jesus says this. He said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. He says that those who do the will of the Father. Well, what is the will of the Father? The Father sent his Son to die for us. The Father sent His Son to be the sacrifice for our sins. The Father sent the Son on a mission to redeem humanity, to save us. The will of the Father is that we have faith in Jesus Christ. Not just that we follow some religion and moral code of Jesus Christ, but that we see Him as our Savior and our Lord. If someone were to ask me uh, the question I asked you, Uh, If God were to say, why should I let you into heaven? My answer would be, because Jesus Christ saved me. Because Jesus Christ died for my sins, rose again. And that is my hope. That is my faith. That's why I believe I will have eternal life. My faith, my trust, my hope, my confidence is in Jesus Christ. And I know him. I know him. And because I know him and I love him, I'm following him. I'm believing in him. I've done the will of God through faith in Jesus Christ. My friends, I hope you're saved. I hope you have, I hope these five truths aren't going to catch you off guard. They're real. You can count on them. It's going to happen. This is the way it's going to be. The one who's been there and come back, this is what he tells us. Be ready for your ultimate final. Amen. Father in heaven, I pray today. For everyone who's listening now on live or on the podcast later, whoever, that we'd be people who have a genuine faith in Jesus Christ, trusting you to be our Savior, that your death on the cross cleanses us from all our sins, your blood cleanses us, your resurrection assures that because you live, we will as well. Our faith is in you, our trust is in you. We have left behind the lawless life. We have come into true relationship. We are honoring you as God. We're submitting to you. You are our King. You're our Lord and you're our Savior. And for this, we bless you and we love you and we thank you from the depths of our heart for all you've done for us. And we bless you now. Father, we bless you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, for everyone here who has a faith in Jesus Christ, give them the assurance of your love and your forgiveness, and that as we run the race, we will complete it. And I pray, Father, for each of us that we would be faithful to you until that final day. We pray and bless you now, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for being with me today. I hope this has been helpful, beneficial to you. I hope that you have the assurance of God's love and salvation. But remember, What you do today will count then. Is Jesus Christ your Savior? Is He your Lord? Is your faith in Him? Is that demonstrated by the way you live your life? 
Remember, you don't want to you don't want to say one thing and live different. True faith will show up in the way you live your life. And I hope and trust that today you are. That's why we come here every day. Because we realize the value of being strengthened and encouraged to do the will of God day by day by day. We want to be people who hang in there and persevere all the way to the end. And then on that final judgment day, we pass with flying colors. Amen. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.